Hey y'all, it's Jacqueline Kitzman from the Instagram and the podcast. I really need someone else to repeat this to me because I say it so often. My guest today is Hayden Heftel, who is one of my dearest friends. And uh, actually, you talked to, you talked to, like this podcast is a two-way conversation. I assume you all talk back to me while this is happening. Uh, talked with in episode three for the Empress. Cheers, Ian. Cheers, Ian. Cheers, Ian. Uh, So Hayden is Ian's boyfriend, and Hayden is also one of my dearest friends. I met you guys the same night. Yes, you did. Talk about it and introduce yourself. Yes. So I'm Hayden, as Jacqueline said. Um, (laughs) What if I lied? (laughs) That's not Hayden. Identity crisis. Um, Yeah, so we met at a friend's party that he was hosting. I believe it was Pie Day. It was a pie party, and I don't think I participated in the party at all i think i had like one piece of pizza and then disappeared for four you showed hours. up really late because so i no, remember we were early we were like the first ones there because that really mean girl was there and i couldn't talk to her and then i disappeared for the rest of the party to read tarot maybe i was just really tired because at that time in my life i just got really tired after 7 p.m which honestly has anything changed probably not but <laughs> We were there, and I remember our friend was saying, oh, by the way, I'm going to have a witch over, and she's going to read some tarot cards. And I was like, okay. Um, And honestly, the only exposure that I had had to tarot before then was Princess and the Frog. Hot Uh, damn. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, Friends on the other side. Um, and remember thinking that that was probably the creepiest Disney villain that I had ever encountered. Oh, yeah. He's um, scary. Yeah. So Me too, I was though. like, okay, cool. Uh, maybe this is going to be like some cool party trick thing. We're going <laughs> to see what happens. Um, and that's not what happened. It actually turned out to be a really cool experience. Um, and I, if I remember correctly... You only read cards for Ian and I. No. Oh, we no, no, left no. after that. Or yeah, no, I can't so, remember. Okay, so this is what happened. So our friend invited us to this party and was like, yeah, like, and like, I'll tell everybody your territory will be like, great. And I was like, you don't have to do that. And then um, he did. And so then I, I'm like, again, like super introverted. So I wasn't really saying anything. And Ian was finally like, I'm going to talk to this bitch. So we did, and I started, I read tarot for Ian first. So you're the first two people I read for. And you were with Ian for a really long time. Hours. That's, okay, so that's why when I said earlier, I was like, you came really late. I'm just remembering that it just took a long time. Took so long. And then, so Ian leaves after Ian gave me his entire life story, and we cried together for two hours. Then you came in. And then you and I were in there for like an hour and a half. And at this point, I'd been in there for like three hours. And I read tarot for like, I think, two to three other people. But at this point, everyone was really drunk. And Andre, who was the host of this party, was fucking slammed and kept coming in like every five minutes. I do remember that. And I was like, you signed me up for this, sir. I'm not getting paid. (laughs) I've been in this room. I've been in your bedroom and I've only met you twice (laughs) for like four hours. It was great. No, I like, I I attribute that party to like, I met like you and Ian and Steffi and Brian that night and you guys are my best friends in the entire world. And so like, it was perfect, but I swear to fucking God, like I left that (laughs) night and I looked at Gabe and I was like, I don't think I left the bedroom. Like, you guys all got to play games, and I just read tarot for four hours. I'm so tired. And correct me if I'm wrong, but you hadn't been doing tarot for that long at that 
point. For about a so for like a yearish, I've been reading tarot, but like I hadn't been reading tarot for strangers because at the time you are all of you were essentially strange, except for Ian, who after like two hours of reading, like I think I knew everything about you. Um, <laughs> and I knew you pretty well too, but like, I mean, we both know Ian. Right. Giant open book. Love yes. you, friend. <laughs> He's right there. Uh, but yeah, no, I, I mean, I hadn't really been off book. Right. I've been, I had tarot for a year. I didn't really read for people I didn't know. And I remember being really nervous and I didn't have my book and... I remember just being like, okay, like, I know the cards. I'm just going to read and do this. And it ended up being really fine. And I think after that, like, after four hours of doing that, I was like, oh, shit, like, I could have a podcast <laughs> in three years. Um, no, I it, it was really great. And it was a really beautiful experience. And it instilled a lot of confidence in me. But I was so, I was, I was like a deep fried tarot reader after it. I was so tired. <laughs> Well, I hate to say that I don't remember the specific spread that you read that yeah. night. I think you took a picture of it, which, so if we went back in time, we could probably look at it. Um, so I don't remember the specific spread, but I do remember the feeling of like, wow, this girl's really smart. She's really insightful. Hell yeah. Um, Ian sharing details before I went in, notwithstanding, like it wasn't like you know, you knew everything about me. You were able to read my energy really well. And I've, I I, think I went in with like specific concerns or specific mindset and you were able to like hit spot on on things that I was thinking about. Well, I have to tell you guys, this has been an advertisement for me. <laughs> uh, <laughs> it is uh, the Jacqueline Show. Adver- sponsored by me. Advertised by me. No, I, I was. It was really fun, and it you know, like in a weird way, it was also like really a confirmation for me that like you know, you people have imposter syndrome all of the time. Like it doesn't matter what you're doing. Like, like I'm a shitty teacher, or I'm a shitty friend, or I'm a shitty tarot reader. But you go in, and it's like, oh no, wow, I actually am. Like, not <laughs> shitty at as many things as I thought I was shitty at. And um, even if you are, like, and even you, if you, you are. roll with the punches <laughs> and you find what works or what has value and leave the rest and leave the rest i love no it's it was it was really good and i you know i well that night like again i cannot express how tired i was at the end of this night but like it was so great because i like again like and like and i had met Steffi and brian but i didn't really get to talk to them they wanted tarot readings but by after that like i begged gabe to help me escape i sent gabe a text and said help me i yeah. really did i was like you were done from this back room um but like i met you and ian and it was i mean like changed my life it was so, like I like you and Steffi and Ian and Brian were like the only friends we had at our wedding even yeah because we had a very small wedding so um just a very fun now experience because at the time I really was again cannot state enough don't read tarot in a back room drunk for four hours <laughs> don't do it to all of you newbie readers out there you will unless you make two of your best friends that night <laughs> you will regret it um Oh shoot! Should we pick a? Was that your experience with tarot? But you're, but like Pretty also much. like, but can we also talk about the fact that like Ian reads tarot? Like, what is your? Can I ask you about your experience with that? Like, and like yeah. having access to that. So I think, I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, Ian. He's in the room, by the way. Um, he's like I, monitoring <laughs> every word. <laughs> um, I don't think that you had any experience reading tarot cards before meeting Jacqueline, other than just. I mean, you can give me a thumbs up if that's correct. 
Oh, oh, here comes oh, Ian. He's, he's coming Hi, to the microphone. I'm Ian Dupriest, and I'm taking over this podcast. Um, <laughs> Awakened Ian. <laughs> Awakened me. <laughs> uh, no, I have not had any experience reading tarot okay. at all. I didn't even. I didn't even see a card up to that point. I wanted to, but it was forbidden. I see. By the church. Because he's from Singapore. <laughs> well, that and... Tarot, I, Pokemon, and Harry Potter. Tarot, Digimon, fine. Pokemon, <laughs> Harry Potter. Digimon was fine. Nobody cared about that one. Okay. Um, cool. Yeah. I'm glad I shared the mic with you. You're welcome. Um, <laughs> he was like an out-of-my-mic spotlight. Um, yeah. No, keep going. Yeah. So, um, I, I, I mean, credit to you, again, for instilling something in Ian that has now become kind of like a side passion project or something that like a way of being a way of being that you um are practicing pretty much every day um the, he is i get the texts yeah <laughs> every I morning mean, just seeing the discipline that it takes to sit down and practice with the cards and study you know the the background of you know the history of tarot combined with the sort of mystical side of things um it's really inspiring to see that dedication step by step um and then to be able to just like sit down from time to time and be like hey ian draw a card for me Mm -hmm. and it's like you know it's like he's reading a script but there's no script there it's just you just intuitively know like the power of that card and the power of um you know, the message that it's trying to communicate. Yeah. And like Tarot also kind of predicted this major life change you've had. Yes. Like over the last, like last year from 2018 to 19. Yeah. I mean, you could even say a series of changes. Um, yeah. You know, again, I'm this, this is evidence of me not investing as much as Ian in this um, pursuit. So, um, but I don't remember the specific spread, but I know you've done like a birthday spread for me where you like drew a card for one month of, yeah, you know, like every a solar month return of, spread. Yeah. yeah. Um, and just being able to map out kind of a progression of events that in that year that followed sort of led to um, a transformation in my own life. I had a major career change, but then beyond that, it was kind of like a major personal change of like what do I want out of life what do I want out of my relationships what do I want you know for the world um (laughs) (laughs) which is one of the cards we pulled for you (laughs) yeah um and yeah it was spot on and it's been a great change um recent events notwithstanding um I think it actually prepared me for kind of what's been happening in not just our country, but all over the world for the past few months with COVID-19 and not being able to go anywhere. Um, (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So it's been, it's, it's a really cool tool and that like, it's a really cool tool. I'm only rhyming from here on out. This is Susie and now Um, it's a really cool tool for kind of like, not just self-reflection, but also like it can kind of divine certain things that like you're on trend for and um it's been really cool to see how that's played out for you and like your journey and like the things you've been going through because it's i mean like i think i remember doing your spread and being like yeah things are going to be really hard and you're going to be really tired and then you're going to like change and do something regarding the world and then like you went off and did like a thing really involving 
quite literally quite literally the world and uh i remember ian was like at one point ian and i were talking and like ian went through this process of being like okay like there's this big change coming and ian goes this is your fault like it was really funny if you hadn't read that and i was like listen this has been an advertisement for me Uh, (laughs) so i'm really excited like i'm really excited to get to have you on because it is like you were you and ian were kind of my first walk through the door of reading for almost total strangers and it somehow fucking working yeah well if nothing else it's created a bond and yeah you're stuck with me forever (laughs) well and that's worth something yeah something worth something it's worth all of the amazing cookies you've brought there we go (laughs) do you want to pull a card yes and by you i mean do you want to drum roll well oh no it it picked it picked itself out you know okay before (laughs) we look at it i feel like Pretty much every... Oh, you already looked at it. Oh, oh, she's shaking her hand. Um, I feel like every time you've read a card for me, there's always been a card that jumps out. Really? You're you're right. Like, 90% of the time, I feel like you ask me to pull a card, and before I even have a chance to, like, for my brain to tell my hand to reach for the deck of cards to pull it, there's just a card that jumps out. Well, I'm really excited about this card because I lied. I saw it. Okay. <laughs> I knew it. I I saw it in your face that you were lying. (laughs) Not an advertisement for me. That's Um, okay. (laughs) Listen, okay, so Brian is going to flip his shit when he hears this episode because this is a fucking swords card. Oh. Oh. I'm excited. This is a card. Actually, um, you know, this is a card that has been coming up for me a lot, and it's been kind of like I'm getting to know this card in weird ways, but it is the eight of swords. You can look at it. Yeah. How do you feel when you look at this card? The Eight of Swords has a person, and they are blindfolded and tied up, and they are standing in what looks like dry land, but with, like, a lot of puddles and swords all around them. What do you feel I right feel now? a little unsettled. Really? Um, yeah, just because the bondage aspect is a little... S&M. ...jarring, yeah, and the blindfold. <laughs> um, but I also feel curious. S&M. <laughs> Shout out to Rihanna now. <laughs> Sticks uh, and stuff. <laughs> but chains and whips excite me. This is the Rihanna card. <laughs> well, what I'm... It's actually... I mean, those are honestly... Okay, I have to be honest. Oh. You, you asked me what I was feeling. I wasn't actually feeling anything until you asked me to say what I was feeling. Okay. Um, Good. Because my eyes were immediately drawn to the red dress. Like, for some reason, just, like, the red mm-hmm. visually stands out Yeah, from the rest of the scene. Why do you think? I know we're kind of doing this backwards. Right. But, like, I want to know, I want to know why. Like, how do you, how do you think, seeing what you see on this card, the fact that this person is wearing a red dress robe, what do you, why do you think that is? I do know red is a very powerful color in a lot mm-hmm. of cultures, both Western and Eastern cultures, attribute um, it's it's an intense color. It's associated with violence, with passion, with the heart. Um, yes. And I mean, the fact that it's a swords card, too, I mean, that correlation with violence and passion and rage and desire and all, all iterations of that emotion are centered on that. Mm-hmm. Um, so a big theme in swords 
cards, and you don't know this. I just threw this at you because yeah. I'm evil. Uh, a big theme in swords cards is to have big pops of red. Oh, interesting. Um, because swords are obviously, like, they can be considered a weapon. The sword suit is one of the people, I would say it's one of the <laughs> spikiest in the tarot deck. But on, everyone's cringing. Stop Liter- cringing. Literally. <laughs> yeah. Stop cringing at my puns. Um, so it's kind of reminiscent of blood which is about passion and courage and bravery. Um, And also kind of this aspect of our mind is kind of a weapon or a tool. It keeps us going. And the eight, what I think is really important, and I want to just like hit on this, is that you said when we pulled this card, you didn't think anything of it. Until I said, what do you think of this card? And then you started, and then things started dawning on you, right? So the number eight is about like some sort of transformed way of thinking. The eight is an infinity symbol. So you come into the card and you come out of it doing something differently, making a decision to do something differently, like something dawns on you. One of the major themes of this card is that you think you don't know something and actually you do know it. So you saying... I actually didn't know anything about this card, like didn't have any ideas until you asked me. Right. Is the literal definition of this card. Is that not funny? Mind blown. Mind blown. (sighs) You're welcome. Uh, (laughs) Or thank you rather. (laughs) (laughs) That's really cool. I really like, you know, like... Again, I can't recall specific cards that you've read before or that Ian's read before for me, but I do always have like that sense of whenever I'm reading a card and someone's explaining it to me, it's like, oh, that's really cool. Yeah. And it's also funny because I feel, and I say this every time you guys could repeat it to me, but I mean, every time I pull a card, I really feel like it pertains to the person I'm reading it for because tarot is so layered like that. But this card, the Eight of Swords... Like I said, eights are about like kind of transformed, like you're doing something transformed differently than you ever have before. And yet when you look at this card, you still kind of feel restricted in a way, right? Because you're still like, here's the thing about the suit I mean, of swords. I'm, I'm, I, I feel for the woman in the picture. She looks like she's suffering and that's not a good feeling. So Pamela Coleman Smith, when she created the art on the cards, she painted the art to be to portray the most evocative emotion or thought possible. And because humans are very binary thinkers, we attribute that emotion only. Right. Like as a way of, but like that's not totally accurate. But yeah, so okay, let me explain. Yeah. Uh this is a person that is blindfolded and tied to something and they're kind of in two different places surrounded by all of these swords. Right? Right. It's kind of this idea of, obviously, this is a person who knows they're in a situation. You cannot be tied up and blindfolded and put somewhere and not know some shit is going down. Like, you're pretty, like, you may not know how exactly, what exactly is going to happen next. You may not know exactly where things are coming from or how it's going to manifest, but you know something is happening. You feel the wind in your yes. hair. You feel the storm brewing. Your you feet feel... are in, like, you have your one foot in water and one foot on dry land, and so you know that there are these aspects around you, and it is okay to know things without having all of the details. You don't mm-hmm. have to have all of the information to make an in, to, to infer that something is happening. Like, obviously, this person has been tied up and left somewhere with a bunch of swords. Like, they they don't need to see 
everything around them to understand they're in some shit. Right? Right. And, like, while this card does kind of look, you know, kind of, like, either exciting or terrifying, you know, depending on what, like, kink you have. It's a spectrum. Yeah. It's a spectrum. (laughs) There's no kink shaming on this podcast. You can be tied up in a swamp if you want to. I'm cool with it. Yeah. Um, oh, you do Christ. you. <laughs> you do you. But, like, this this card could have been put, you know... So because swords are about communication and talk and truth and your brain chemistry and thoughts, this is kind of this idea of, you know... Okay, so I'll use me as an example because I'm easy. And this podcast is sponsored by me today. <laughs> um, sponsorship. Sponsorship by me. Uh, I have anxiety, Right. And I have anxiety about a lot of things. Um, one of them, you guys know, like, is a health thing right now. Right. About, like, I have, I know that something is happening, but I don't know if it's going to stay. I don't know all of the contributing factors. So I'm kind of, I'm in this space where I both know for sure, mm-hmm. <clears throat> excuse me, and don't know for sure what's going to happen. So I'm in this kind of tied place. I can't go anywhere else because there's nowhere else to go. I am very figuratively in one spot. I'm not going anywhere even though I'm moving and I know all I know the details. It's okay to know something even if I don't know all of the things that are coming at me. I can make an informed decision or an, I can have an emotion about something even though I don't have all of the tangible solid facts yet because even if I'm st- kind of like stuck in a place or even if I can't move forward quite yet because it's not time. Right. I still understand what is happening. So I feel like in the Eight of Swords, we have this really big thing about control almost. And it's kind of like surrendering to the fact that like you don't have control always. And you can still know that and have some sort of power. Does that make sense? I feel like that was super convoluted. I've had four cups of coffee. My (laughs) brain is like jumping like Skittles right now. That's not a phrase that makes sense. No, I think that makes a lot of sense. (laughs) Jumping like Skittles. Kill me. Okay. (laughs) You speak. Yeah. No, I think that makes a lot of sense. Um, I think, I mean, to a certain extent, I think it resonates with me personally and in my personal life. But I also, I don't know, I think that my thoughts as of late have kind of drifted between like thinking insular as well as like on the world as a whole. Mm -hmm. Um. I'm an introvert, so I like to stay on the outskirts and kind of observe from a distance. Um, and with I what, relate. Right. And, you know, I, we were just talking about this where with everything going on in the world, there's, there's chaos and pandemonium with the virus and quarantining and restrictions and people feeling like their freedoms are being restricted or, you know... But it's persevere. It's, it's preserving them. Right. What a genius way of seeing this card right now. Yeah. Like, feeling stuck, and yet at the same time, you're being, like, saved from something. It's like, you have to change that perspective. Yeah. You have to make an informed change of perspective. Hayden! Eat. Gabe, tweezer that down. I'm, oh, you have a fucking pencil this time. Great, right. He's gonna draw a picture. Ian, if he doesn't write down what Hayden just said, bitch slap him. I mean, he can go back oh, and listen. I'm sorry. <laughs> what did you just poke Hayden Ian in the eye? I thought it was a bug. You poked <laughs> Ian in the eye? I'm so sorry. Oh my god, we have to have people sign like. What an episode. Safety. Oh my god, so many. Oh my god. Talk about losing control oh, in a is- moment <laughs> and experiencing bloodshed. 
<laughs> oh my god. Okay. Your You're favorite? good. Yeah. Did you did you poke him in the eye? It was my cheek. Oh my god. I haven't been like brief intermission for bodily harm. All right. Oh yeah. She he wrote tweezers are missing. Tweezers are missing. Tweezers are missing. Divorce. Okay. Back to us, Hayden. We're the important ones here. Yeah. Um. Revert back. Reverting back. That is genius. I I need to like, yes, it is. Like you are being, like we look at this and we can look at it as being like kidnapped or trapped. But it also is kind of like, like almost like this protective barrier around them too. Like there's a very, like you're being kept somewhere. Yeah. Because it's safe. There's a higher purpose that maybe you are not aware of. You can't see, you can't feel it. Yeah. Um. There's always something behind the scenes or something that's in the woodworks. Yes. That is, you know, working. Termites. Yeah. <laughs> Termites. <laughs> for better or for worse is happening around you. You don't have control over it. And so you're feeling anxiety or pressure in the moment because you want control of that thing. Yeah. Um, and you don't. And so that's why you're feeling anxious and nervous. But for better or for worse, something is going to happen. And it will... I mean, it's happening for a reason. I love that. I love that so much. I love that perspective of kind of like this almost like sense of like... Like keeping something safe. Like, you may be stuck somewhere to keep you safe. It's kind of like this idea that I have like sometimes. And like... Because this is how anxiety works, just so you all know. Kind of like... When traffic is really bad and people keep cutting you off and you keep hitting red lights and you're just like really mad about it and then like the thought pops into your head, what if it's all happening so that I don't get in a horrible car crash and die? Like if I had gone any faster, right? Like I would have gotten hit by a car because that's how my brain works. Or and even going a step further, what if it's something else that someone else is going through that yeah. you don't even know? Yes, and 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 so you kind of like yeah you don't know because that's another aspect of this card is that there are things that happening around you that you don't know and there's also the aspect of this card which is self limiting thoughts self limiting beliefs yeah. so I want to pull in that aspect of this card too. Um, occasionally I'll pull this card when I'm being I have a tendency to be really mean to myself, like same here and like really just like not great and I'll pull this card and it's like you're limiting yourself like you're putting yourself in this place and keeping yourself here and why like why are you doing that it's almost senseless almost like kind of like this person like they're surrounded by things that could like set them free and like give them all of this land and this in this space but you're keeping yourself in one area and you're and just like hurting yourself and okay so give me your thoughts on that yeah my coffee brain is like skittle jumping everywhere yeah it's almost like you're doing things that to everyone else around you might be irrational and or even you know yourself is irrational you know if you're putting power in the card itself it's a message of like you know the solution is right in front of you or there's something around the corner like just Mm -hmm. move and do something about it yeah you've been waiting in some space long enough and now it's time to act. Yeah, like you can't like, and this this came up, like um, this came up a few months ago in regarding you know some personal health issues, and it it kind of came up, and it was like, for for specific reasons, I can't get 
results uncertain. This is like so convoluted and everybody listening to this is like, just say what it fucking is and I will not do it. Uh, anyway, I couldn't get results on something and I just couldn't get a clear answer. And I was like, okay, well, do I just not do anything if I can't get a clear answer? And I kept pulling this card and like, you know, eventually what I meditated on and it came to was just because you don't have all the answers doesn't mean you don't know. You don't need a tangible thing in your hand to tell you what your body knows. So right. how do you move forward from that? Like, how do you make an informed decision even if you don't have all of the swords lined up in front of you? Well, you're going to have to do it because we're all put in these positions where, you know, even like with a career change, like right. there are all of these like, what if this happens or what if that happens or what do I do with this? And it's like, well, you know what? You can't know those things till you're there. So do you make a decision and, because you're afraid of things that might happen or do you make a decision and just tackle things as they come one at a time? And I feel like that's a big theme in this card. I'm talking with my hand as if anybody else <laughs> <laughs> can see what's happening. It, whatever helps you emote. Um, I just had a thought, too, as you were talking um, I feel like maybe when this card comes up, that's why people might feel afraid of it or feel mm-hmm. unnerved by the image or unnerved by the theme that it evokes because humans by nature want to feel like everything has a black and white answer. Mm-hmm. Because and, we are so binary. Yeah. And it's okay that there's not an answer for everything. Yeah. And it's okay that there's not an answer for everything in this moment. And it's okay to just sit with that and to act in good faith that whatever you're choosing to do is going to help you with your goal or help connect with the world in a way that you've been needing consciously or unconsciously. Um, it's it, Like you said earlier, it's, it's a jarring image, but it's a mm-hmm. message of comfort <clears throat> of... Like, just reach out and untie yourself. Reach out and grab those swords. You have the tools. You have the tools around you necessary to get through a struggle. Um, That is, like, such a huge, like, that is such a major theme of this card. You're right. And another thing, like, that you said, like, I kind of want to hit on, too, is that, like, when bad things happen, we have this tendency to be, like, (laughs) and by we, I mean specifically me. I, (laughs) You know, like, why me again? Why? I don't think that's just you. I think that's a pretty universal thought. Oh, well, yeah. thank God. I'm off, <laughs> I'm off my one hook. Uh, it is this, why me? And you know what? Like, my husband says this to me all the time. It's kind of like, you can't really ask why. Like, he goes, like, I get, like, why you want to ask why, but asking why doesn't help. It puts you in this place of, like, singling yourself out, mm-hmm. where, like, nobody is singling you out because you suck. Like, Things just happen, and things happen to everybody, and, you know, like, we all feel piled up on, like, we have eight swords surrounding us that we have to figure out what to do with, right? Right. But the truth is that, you know, and I said this um, a few episodes ago, kind of in, like, a, it was in Naomi's episode, we had this conversation, and she asked me why, you know, like, if we choose our trauma or if trauma happens, and I said, well, like, does a flower choose to get picked, or does it just grow and get picked, and then now we have to figure out what to do? Right. And I think, like, this card, it's like, yeah, we could ask why, but does the why really matter? You have all of the tools around you to move forward as is. So how do you move forward? Because why is restrictive? Why is a restrictive question sometimes? There's, yeah. you know, like, it would be only more... Only you can answer the why. Yeah, yeah. Only you can answer why. But also, like, you know, like, even with tarot, like, why did this happen? 
and tarot is going to give you like a vague answer, right? It's like, it almost doesn't matter. Like I feel like a lot of times and I say, why did this happen? And I pull this card and I'm like, nobody, so you don't know. I don't know. Nobody fucking knows. But like a better question to ask would be like, okay, this happened. How do I move forward? Right. It's kind of like this card is kind of like um, an invitation to change your question. Yeah. To deepen the question. Yeah. I agree with that. Thank you. Yay. It resonates. It, <laughs> this resonates with me. Yes. Uh, this card is, um, this is this is a wild card, and I want to ask you another, I want to point out another thing about this card, and I want sure. you to talk to me about it. So, this card is mostly beige. It, it's, it's a very earthy background. Yeah. Um, talk to me about why. The background is beige, and even the castle behind is that same kind of, like, monochrom- like monochromatic beige color. What do you think the significance is of the main color of this card being on the person themselves and in the water underneath them? I get, like, with earth tones, whenever I see that in paintings or, you know, out in the real world, um, you know, I, I instantly think of, like, murkiness or muddiness or like things that are kind of hazy and you can even see the silhouette of the castle like you can just see the outline you don't see any of the details as if it's like there's something in the distance that you're reaching for or you're thinking about but you can't think of the details yet other than yes exactly the the outline you're being asked in the in this card for the focus to be on what is right there in front of you. Right. You cannot focus on the why or the things behind you. You cannot focus on the what ifs, what could, or whatever else. You have to focus on, like, what is right now and how do you make it okay right now. Right. And that's such a struggle, I think, for people who like to think in the big picture. because Anxiety they get, people. <laughs> right. Because there's so many details that add up to the big picture that it... Mm-hmm. becomes murky and yeah. clouded. And for a lot of people because of because of anxiety or different reasons like making a decision is really really hard because you don't want to do something worse or put yourself in an unsafe position or make a change that's good but you don't know how to get through it. Right. And so like this is kind of an encouragement of like well you can't deal with those things. Yeah. You have to make it you have to make again it goes back to you have to make a decision without controlling all the other aspects. All you have is right here and what's in front of you. So what are you going to do? Um, and how are you going to do it? And, you know, like, I just think that this card is really, like, she brings, Pamela Coleman-Smith, she brings our attention to, to the very middle center of this card with the color because what you said, like, the details in the past or the details in the far-off future, they don't matter. Yeah. It's what's right here, right now. It all blends together. It all blends together to in, <laughs> in a puddle of beige. here and now. <laughs> I feel like you are just like every like every okay so one of my favorite things about you is that when you give like really good life advice you say it like a 50s mother like from the Brady Bunch <laughs> it's what you do that matters it's the here and now it's so it like was it's I just persuasive like, yes so persuasive good. I just like I love it because like people cannot see you but you sit your like hands are together and you say it with like a grin on your face it's like very commercial I love it cool cast me no (laughs) (laughs) you can play the role of me in the next podcast cool i don't know if i'll do you justice since this is your this you are the sponsor uh yeah sponsor advertiser 
moron all of that mixed <laughs> into one um you just like if yeah you, uh, you know if you just come on and you say things like my mind is skittles just really crazy ass shit here i'll try it right now okay go your mind is skittles perfect uh, you were a little bit lower <laughs> like vocally gabe's clapping i was i was well the difference was i was intentionally thinking about like my diaphragm placement and like you know, we were ta- we were also talking about vocalizations at one point of like how yeah. to sound convincing. So there you go. There you go. <laughs> I loved it. I also love that like when I asked you to be me, your voice got lower, which is hilarious because in my head, my voice sounds like this. You were a tenor at one point. Oh my god, my voice! <laughs> what? <laughs> Gabe, why? <laughs> oh. <laughs> so. Uh, so uh, for those who don't know, like, Gabe bookmarks the episode with the theme song, and so if, like, we're having a really great conversation and it goes past whatever Gabe's bookmarked, the theme song comes on, and it really feels like we're getting, like, sh- like Shepard hooked off the sta- Oscar well, stage. and we're wearing headphones, so yes. it was just <laughs> glaring in our ears. But anyway, let me, Hayden, let me, let me tell you what you've taught me about okay. this card, okay? You, and you probably already know, but, like, what you said earlier, like, just kind of, like, this perspective of what are you being kept safe from? Right. That you don't know. I just, I love that so much. Like, you know, you have to stay here because it's important and you don't need to know why it's important, but you find out later. It's not, and like with the blindfold, it is almost this like nod to like hindsight being 2020. And I just think that that was a really, oh God, I almost said poignant. <laughs> Game's going to kill me. Um, it was a really deep. Effervescent. Effervescent thing to say. Gabe's thumbs up on effervescent. Um, new word. No, it was a really... Transcendent. It was a really transcendent thing to say. I love it. <laughs> Keep giving synonyms. Um, thesaurus.com. Thesaurus. This has been an advertisement for thesaurus.com. Um, I, I just, I really loved what you said about that. And it, it does kind of give me some insight into why I've been pulling this card recently for health issues you and Ian know, but none of you other people listening to this podcast no. Um, and gives me a little bit of peace with that. Because, you know, I think that while we have, like, this tendency to see swords cards, like, for people that read tarot and you get kind of like, because they're spiky and whatnot, um, you have to, like, the reason you react that way is because of stuff in your own head. Mm. If you dig deeper and you go down, the swords, the suit of swords is a very comforting suit. And you just have to, you just have to find that. Yeah. So I think, like, the way that you interpreted this in regards to what are you being kept safe from is a really kind of beautiful nod to like the very protective nature of the suit of swords. Because I think when we look at the suit of swords, we have to remember that swords are for protection. And so a huge theme of the entire suit is protection. Like you said. Yeah. I like that. Yes. Well, you said it. So that's good. (laughs) (laughs) I'm glad that you learned that. And I I, hate and have to, and I endorse whatever I said. (laughs) (laughs) I've learned a lot as well. Thank you for, Thank you for having this conversation with me of about course. the Eight of Swords. <laughs> of course. It's so, it's so funny because like I feel like normally I've had way less coffee, so I feel like I'm more coherent, oddly enough. And I'm glad that we did this episode and you, you basically let it. Very good. Oh, great. <laughs> Thank you so much for being on, Hayden. Thank you for You'll having have to, me. Do you want to come back on? Sure. Great. Ah! We'll have to schedule. Okay. I need to get Ian back on, too. Ian nodded. All right. Now you can play the theme song, Jesus Christ, Gabe. 
everybody. It, this episode was so fun. It was such a joy getting to have Hayden on the podcast and just have, you know, Ian in the studio too. And Hayden just has, uh, it's just such a wise brain and kind heart. And uh, I love getting to talk to him about literally anything. Uh, but as we all know, this is the part of the podcast where I allow Gabriel to play with the new sound effects on his logic program. You. Gabe is once again uh, rolling his eyes to the sky. Um, you love it. Don't don't lie to me, honey. Uh, this is the collective reading. We have two cards this week because one little friend hopped out and I thought I would include them because that's what Source said. Our cards this week and our energies this week are the King of Pentacles and the Reverse Three of Wands. And... You know, I think that this coming week, we're kind of, we're coming into summer. (laughs) We're in Gemini season. Um, Things are blooming all around us. And I think that one of the things that come along with summertime is this abundant need to be, even if you're an introvert, to be out and about and in the world. And um, that's kind of hard to do right now when you have to quarantine, even if your state governor, mayor, whatever, president says you don't have to. And listen, I know that a large percentage of these collective readings have been about the quarantine and blah, blah, blah. And you're kind of like, tell me if I'm having a child or not. And But, you know, I think that the thing to remember right now is that collectively, energetically, universally, we're we're in a pandemic, the, the scale of which we have not seen since the 1918 influenza. Um, somebody fact check that date for me. I'm lazy and don't want to Google it right now, guys. So yeah, all of our collective readings are kind of centered on this aspect of, yes, things are blooming. Yes, we are blooming. Yes, even the introverts want to go antiquing. Actually, the introverts always want to go antiquing. They never want to see people. Even the introverts want to be walk by people to look at candlesticks. But you also have to remember that we're kind of in this new world where even though things are opening up, and I'm not going to sit here like I'm high and mighty. I went somewhere the first time yesterday, and it was it was fine. But I, I had to wear a mask, and I didn't touch anything, and I kept my hands in my pockets the entire time. And, you know, the whole time I was thinking, like, you know, one wrong move, and I'm going to get me sick and Gabe sick and potentially, you know, so it's just one of those things where, I got home and changed my clothes and washed my hands, and we're in this new world, right? You know, we kind of have to learn how to be out and about and around people and not get people sick and even be responsible in regards to staying in, knowing what is too much, knowing that if you're incapable of not going out and touching your face, if you don't have a mask, like if you forgot it at home or whatever else, like you are responsible for not just your life, but the people that you are around. And we're no longer in this world where we can just where a trip to the grocery store is just a trip to the grocery store or antiquing is just antiquing. We have to make decisions that benefit not just our health, but our spouses, our partners, our children's friend, fam- whatever, we need to really kind of go into this new world with as much safety as possible and responsibly. That means if you choose to go out, do it as prepared and safely as possible because this is not a time to go back to normal. This is a new normal. Okay. And I think that's what the three of wands is real in reverse is really, really hammering in here that this is a new world. We are in a new place. So as we go about our lives, we have to remember we are in a new 
a new normal in a new world. Uh, thank you all so much for listening to this podcast. This was really fun to get, you know, to listen back on. The whole thing where Ian got poked in the eye with something was just truly, I mean, you could not script something more stupid than that. <laughs> uh, so thank you. Um, big round of applause in your vehicles to my husband, Gabriel, who has recorded this since the last episode. He has figured out logic and everything is not topsy-turvy. It's all righty upsy something. Pretend you know what I'm saying. Uh, so big thanks to Gabe for editing this. Um, big thank you to Hayden for being on and a big thank you to you for everybody who has said such lovely things about the podcast and who listens every week. And I know that I ask for this every podcast and I'm going to call you out. None of you do it, which is totally fine. You don't have to. But if you wanted to <laughs> rate, subscribe, review, and share this podcast, it gets it out to other people who need it or who, you know, um, need tarot education or just, you know, a more, I would not say softer voice, in tarot because I definitely don't have that but just you know I think kind of an interesting way of talking about the cards uh, in a time where we're quarantined and have nothing else to do so anyway thank you all so much and Gabe hit the ending music